0: Welcome back to Love Letters and Mixtapes. I am so glad you're here. This podcast explores all the things that our younger selves needed to hear, whether that was 30 years ago, 3 years ago, or yesterday. After you listen to this episode, please make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your favorite listening platform. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider making a donation to support this podcast by clicking the link in my Instagram bio at Love Letters and Mixtapes. Or scrolling down to the notes section of this episode. Well, this week, I wanted to explore the topic of surrendering to cycles of transformation in our lives, even and especially when it's uncomfortable. How do we cultivate space for acceptance and discernment? Before we start exploring this topic, I wanted to really open this episode with a few lines from one of my favorite poems. And this is from a piece titled Grace by Joy Harjo. Like coyote, like rabbit, we could not contain our terror and clowned our way through a season of false midnights. We had to swallow that town with laughter so it would go down easy as honey. And one morning as the sun struggled to break ice and our dreams had found us with coffee and pancakes and a truck stop along Highway 80, we found Grace. I could say Grace was a woman with time on her hands or a white buffalo escaped from memory. But in that dingy light, it was a promise of balance. We once again understood the talk of animals and spring was lean and hungry with the hope of children and corn. I would like to say, with grace, we picked ourselves up and walked into the spring thaw. We didn't, the next season was worse. You went home to Leech Lake to work with the tribe and I went south. In wind, I am still crazy. I hope you enjoyed that piece. Joy Harjo is one of my favorite writers and I think one of the things that draws me to her work is because it is so human and so real and so raw and she's talking about some of the discomfort that we're almost programmed not to share with the world. And I think society or culture can tell us that it's these things that isolate us from other people. And what I love about her writing is that she points out that this is what actually connects us with everyone. And I think that there's something really beautiful about that. So what are we talking about this week? Surrendering to cycles of transformation in our lives and the discomfort that goes along with it. So speaking of discomfort, I have recorded this episode several times already and I've deleted it every single time. Because I get a little self-conscious that I am talking about discomfort and the human experience and just how normal it can be sometimes that things are not always amazing or even the amazing things can make us uncomfortable. The things that other people deem as very positive can put us into a state of fight or flight or we can feel like a deer in headlights. There's almost this belief that we are supposed to follow a pattern and that if something disruptive or uncomfortable or challenging occurs in our lives, then we must have done something wrong. And I get that impulse, so I'm not judging anyone. I I very much understand that human impulse to want to distance yourself from pain because it feels as if it's almost contagious. And so, if we can instantly put up that barrier or that wall by looking at someone else and saying, Well, what have you done to deserve this? Or what have you done to bring this on yourself? We almost think that we are the ones who have cracked the code, right? We'll never experience that pain because we didn't do what that other person did. And that's not really how I look at life. So, if you do, this podcast is going to be very annoying. But (laughs) if you're a little bit more like me and you, think that this time around you signed up for a human experience to be a human among humans in this very human world where things go wrong or things are uncomfortable or things are really painful sometimes. And that's okay. You know, if you're thinking that way, then hopefully this episode resonates with you. But I was pretty inspired to talk about this topic and I came back to it after a little pep talk from one of my colleagues. Thank you for reminding me that it's okay to talk about things we're self-conscious about. But I decided to re-record this as I was thinking about, you know, this distance we have from March of 2020. That very, very uncomfortable period in all of our lives. And all the different ways we approached it. And then I was thinking about some of the discomfort in my own life in the last few years and some of the changes and challenges that have been occurring. How I've talked about it with other people and the stories I've written and told myself over and over again about what was actually going on or what I was doing wrong or what I should have done better. And I'm sure I'm not the only one who does that. I would find it pretty hard to believe if I'm the only one who gets into that cycle or writes this narrative and beats themselves up with it because that almost creates a sense of control in an out of control world, right? Um, If I can focus all my energy on picking on myself or seeing what I did wrong, then I really don't have to focus on growing and I don't have to sit in vulnerability and I don't have to see, you know, what's going on around me or how resourced I am or what is actually going on in my life so I was thinking about those seasons and cycles of discomfort or transformation and what they look like and how we talk about them and what the world tells us they actually mean I can always use myself as an example I remember a few years ago I was living on Kauai and I had left my very patient focused role and I had just quit and I had nothing planned and I was making this big change in my life because everything in my life converged and I really had to, I didn't, you know, I had a choice but I felt like I didn't have a choice and I needed to make this massive shift in my life and I really struggled with it because I felt as if life had all of this purpose. I was helping people, you know, <laughs> there's no greater story than that. And it was taking everything out of me, but it was a great distraction and it was a great way to not show up for my own life. And so when I stepped away from it and I had a few weeks out or I had a few months out or I had a year out, I really struggled with that time. And I'm not talking about this because I think my experience was so special. I'm talking about it because I think we all navigate these things, whether it's in our professional lives, with our families, with our bodies, with our loved ones, with our intimate partners. There's all of these changes that happen and we assign meaning to things. At that time in my life in Kauai, I was, you know, a few months out from having made this massive shift and I was so self-conscious. I felt as if I didn't know who I was. I felt that I didn't deserve things because I wasn't earning them, which, well, that's a fun lesson. (laughs) I think some of us have to learn. Um, And I didn't see the fruits of my labor, which I had gotten a lot of instant gratification from that last role. Uh, I was dealing with hundreds of people on a daily basis, and I was just seeing all the change in my life. And then here I was with none of that going on, still working, but not in that abundant, rich, uh, you know, human connection kind of way. And I was describing this, obviously, in a very self-conscious way to someone I knew on Kauai, and she looked at me and she said, you know, it's really okay. Your life is just a fallow field right now. And I love that she said that because it instantly resonated and I got what she was talking about um, obviously because I know a lot about farming (laughs) but she's basically talking about the seasons and cycles of change in our lives and that it's very natural it would be pretty unnatural if we had that end of summer abundant lush fruit bearing garden all the time and our life always looked like that it was always on the marquee with the lights blinking and we felt like we we're on the mountaintop and we had that Instagram-worthy photo. All If our life was like that 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, that would be pretty strange because that's not how the natural world works. And there's a lot of people out there selling the idea that if your life is anything less than that, that there is something wrong with you or that you have failed or that they have cracked the code. And if you could just be like them, you would never encounter discomfort. There would be no challenges and there would be no change and you would be blissful all the time. I know that can be appealing, especially when we are in those seasons of transformation and discomfort. And we think, wow, the grass is greener. Look at someone else's outsides without looking at their insides and saying, I wish my life was like that, you know, I must be doing something wrong, I must be failing, I must be flailing, and if I could just be better, look better, sound better, all of this would be different. But I also know that there are rich lessons that we learn in those moments of transformation or in those moments when we look around and there's nothing there. And we're alone and we have to sit with ourselves and there's no distraction and we have to actually look at ourselves and our lives and man, it's not easy to do. It really isn't. And I think that we're told time and time again in many different ways, whether it's media or social media, that we have to be doing all the time. So if you have an experience with anger, you have to be doing something with it. You have to move out of it. You have to get this negative thing and make it positive. But where's the conversation about feeling angry and sitting with it? Not being overwhelmed by it, not being overtaken by it, not taking an aggressive action by it, but just sitting with it and wondering, what is this anger trying to tell me right now? Is it the most loving part of myself rising to the surface and saying you deserve more is it boundaries is it a recognition of a pattern that you no longer find acceptable there's also this almost push to get through it to be beyond it almost as if it's a terrifying idea to allow it to rise to the surface and to check in with ourselves and what is it showing us? Not that it has to be this, you know, Pollyanna-esque lesson where everything's really sunshiny. It doesn't have to. It can be the worst thing that ever happened. But what is it showing you? And what is this compulsion to get beyond it or to assign it negative or positive feelings? I've been pretty outspoken about things that have gone on in my life this year. And I very much needed to see a trauma therapist. And I did see someone. And... <laughs> I don't think she was a trauma therapist um, but her take on things was you've had this very physically traumatizing experience this year and I think you just need to let it go and when I got past my rage in that experience I was able to sit with what was going on and seeing her discomfort and seeing how distant she wanted to be from my experience and how Her reaction to that was just to push through it, and move past it, and close the door, close the chapter, be beyond it. I think that that was the power of discernment rising up because I have sat with those feelings before where I recognize that I'm okay. I don't actually need to do that. Yes, it would be helpful to have therapy tools and to not have such a judgmental therapist. But it's not going to kill me in this moment to sit with what's going on, to sit with the fear to sit with the sadness, to sit with the anxiety or the discomfort. And that maybe by allowing myself to let those things rise to the surface, to meet their edges, maybe that's a gift to myself. Maybe that's not a punishment. Maybe the goal isn't to be as less human as I can possibly be, just to prove to everyone around me that I'm better. I thought about that a lot. And I thought about how that shows up in all of our lives. When we've gone through something or we've had a hurt or a loss or something that makes us self-conscious or someone has really even betrayed us. And we think about that and how the response is always to do something. You have to forgive. You have to let go. Instead of saying, what can I do to create a safe space for you to sit with this and process it? A few minutes ago, when I shared that story about um, being quiet, having that beautiful conversation where someone mentioned that my life was simply a fallow field at the moment, I really want to touch on that for a second, because maybe not everyone's familiar with the terms. But there are cycles and seasons in farming in the natural world. And a fallow field is one that you're not sowing, you're not putting seeds in the ground for one or maybe more cycles of farming so you're allowing this to happen so that the land can recover and store organic matter and retain moisture and build the soil and it's so beautiful and it's so important and what do you see when you look at the land when a field is fallow you see nothing it's just dirt and you can think to yourself what a waste you know there could be a whole garden there we could be growing something and instead It's not a waste. It's actually an intrinsic part, a necessary part of this beautiful, abundant, healthy cycle. And it's a cycle of recovery. And I think that's something we don't really allow ourselves. So I know I'm making a lot of like (laughs) nature parallels in this, but I love farming, so deal with it. But um, I think recovery is really important and we never allow ourselves to do that. Think about that practice and inviting space for decompression into our life and how often when we do step into the discomfort of decompression, it leads to some sort of deconstruction. Maybe a deconstruction of a belief that we've held or a pattern that we've continually and unconsciously engaged in. Maybe something that was harming us. So when we take away all the noise, when we take away all the distractions, and when we create space to allow ourselves to ground down and anchor in and really look at our lives, and also allow for that quiet to inspire imagination and creativity, that recovery is this really important part in a cycle. And it's as important as, you know, those lush, abundant gardens. It's as important as the time in our lives when we're harvesting things. And it's just the next right thing. I think about that a lot. I think about when discomfort shows up in our lives. And I'm not talking about something that's absolutely harming us. I always you know, like to let you know, I'm not talking about those moments of life-altering trauma. I'm talking about discomfort. And when we assign it, these characteristics. And when we confuse discomfort with pain and we think pain is about to kill us and that we won't possibly survive and we get stuck in that story, we don't get to sit in the stillness. And if you're listening, I'm encouraging you to think about what it would be like if in very small ways, you invited that stillness into your life. Those moments where you allowed for that quiet and that inspiration and that creativity and that deconstruction and decompression to happen, whether that's 10 minutes at the end of the day, whether that's 10 minutes in the morning, just no distraction, no phone, not having to be anyone for anyone, not having to be something, detaching from your identity and just being. I wonder if we allowed ourselves that space and those moments of pause how much our stories would change, how much our self-talk would change, how our tools would change, the things we rely on. Maybe our reactivity would shift into just simply responding, just showing up instead of actively having to do something in every situation. And if you take nothing else from this episode, I just want to affirm that you are allowed to go through things in your life and that's what we signed up for and so if you feel like you're not winning the race right now or you're not your highest self and (laughs) you're certainly not taking photos on the mountaintop, what would it be like if you told yourself a new story and you reminded yourself that our lives are cyclical and that this is not an anomaly, this is not a failure. It's not something to apologize for. We all need to winter sometimes. And I think we all know that winter is that necessary part of the cycle. And there's so much going on underneath the ground. And spring comes around and it's like, oh yeah, that stuff was there the whole time. That dormant energy above ground is creating this network underneath Things we can't even see. Things are moving around at their own pace that we are not in charge of. Think about your own life. Think about those times when you thought all was lost. God bless you if you haven't had those moments because I absolutely have. (laughs) And I woke up to realizations that while I was busy in a holding pattern, things were going on in my life that I couldn't see and they were coming together. To move me maybe just to the left of where I thought I should be and what does that look like in your own life think about that even if you just pause the episode and thinking about when was I most insecure most fearful most contracted and I thought nothing good was going to happen again and out of the blue without my consent without my control without my input life starts changing And that's not to take away our agency. Obviously, we have to show up for things, but we are not in control of everything, which is equal parts scary and reassuring. (laughs) So (laughs) I think remembering that can create space for us to feel more aligned and supported. And I know that as I was writing notes about this episode, I felt more at peace with the deconstruction in my life than I have in a long time. And talking about these things is uncomfortable. Just bringing this up and creating that space and creating that conversation about the thing we want to run from, what does that bring up in people? Yeah, it brings up those memories of very uncomfortable things, but I hope it also brings up all that you have within you, all that resilience, all those skills, all those tools that sometimes lay dormant when. Everything is easy, and everything is perfect, and everything goes according to our plan. But I encourage you to think about moments in your life when things have not gone to your plan. And what did that bring out in you? What did you learn about yourself? And are you okay with it? And I like talking about this because I do think that cycles and seasons of uncomfortable transformation can be poetry instead of punishment. It could be a loss. It could be a loss of identity, loss of relationship, loss of job. It's about what it means for you. It's not about comparing to anyone else. And I know in some ways this conversation can be a little bit triggering because it can bring up a lot of feelings, especially for some of us who had to just stay in that very contracted state and cycle. And if we allowed ourselves to pause or rest or be weak or unsure, we felt that everything was going to fall apart. And very often on this podcast, I speak directly to the adult children of alcoholics, addicts, dysfunctional families, whatever word you want to use, but you know who I am talking to and you know what I'm talking about. And for us, transformation, change, things being out of control, those are terrifying things. If we don't know what's going on or if we can't fix something or if we can't regulate things, sometimes it can feel like everything's about to collapse. And I guess what I'm trying to say with this message is that maybe that collapse is part of it. Maybe it's part of the cycle and maybe it's okay. And maybe nothing is wrong. Maybe it's right on time. And even if you don't believe that today and you think, God, this is a really weird, touchy-feely episode. And why is she talking about farming, (laughs) which you're totally allowed to? Maybe that could be a practice, too. Just looking around your life and saying, maybe everything that I dislike is right on time. And what would that be like? I talked about that with another friend this week. And the phrase I used is, wearing it all like a loose garment. I lost my job. A partner broke up with me. My kids and I aren't getting along. I'm in debt. I got a job offer. Things are great. So-and-so said they love me. All those things that disrupt our lives and really challenge and change us. What if it's all happening right on time? and you are prepared and you have exactly what you need? I want to touch on another point, and that is, the things that happen to us in our lives are not who we are, and I'll say it again, what happens to us is not who we are. And I know that it is very easy in those moments, especially when we are having those heightened emotions, whether it's shame or fear or excitement, we can align with the thing that happened to us in that very moment. But the whole reason that I made this episode was to have this conversation about what surrender actually looks like in those moments. But without that practice of acceptance and discernment, that can go right over our heads. You can lose the job. Your spouse can leave you. You can be disappointed in yourself. And that is not who you are. It is not your whole story. And I'm talking about that here because it's not a conversation I hear happening a lot, even in the health and wellness space, or even in the therapy space. And I want this to be the message of this episode. Sometimes that transformation, that uncomfortable thing, the thing we would never choose for ourselves, it's just the next right thing. It's just the next indicated action in our lives. And it's not the final thing. It's the transition thing. And it's an opportunity for us to show up for ourselves in a new way. If I only know myself in greatness, I do not know myself. If I only know myself in fear, I do not know myself. I don't know the wholeness of myself. And I do think it's really important to have these conversations because when we start with ourselves and we can sit with our own discomfort, and we can allow challenges and changes and transformation to happen in our own lives. We can allow it to happen in our relationships. We can allow it to happen in the lives of the people we interact with. And we don't need them to be anything other than who they are in that moment. What a gift. If I don't need you to be perfect, and I don't need to dictate how you move through things or how you process things or how you heal or how you grow, I get to just be and I get to allow you to be and I don't have to do anything and I don't have to disrupt anything. I always like to mention that my friend Dan gave me the best lesson on surrender. And he always reminded me that surrender is simply transferring your energy to the winning side. And his point was, it's nothing more than that. You don't have to fight the entire universe. You can just allow something to happen. And you're still you, even if it happens, even if it doesn't go your way. And you'll still be you in the next step after that. And I think the message in that, the humanity, is really uncomfortable. And the parts of us that we don't want other people to see, the things we want to hide behind our back, man, like I don't want to show you when I don't feel great. And I have not felt great this last year. (laughs) I can't believe I'm still recording a podcast. (laughs) But to just sit with it and to say I'm still me. I'm still me through all of that. And what would it be like if you looked in the mirror and you were still you through all the changes, through all the moments when you didn't feel like you loved yourself or you were worthy or the moments when you felt like you had to be better or do something, but you didn't feel capable of it. I want us to just think about that this week and incorporate some of that grace, that unearned favor. You know, grace was the title of the poem I read at the beginning of the episode. So imagine allowing that unearned favor into your life, and creating that grace for yourself. I wanted to close this episode with just a few lines from Raymond Carver, who is such an epic and beautiful writer. And he wrote this one little piece that I just love because it highlights humanity, what it is to be human. And he said, I could hear my heart beating. I could hear everyone's heart. I could hear the human noise we sat there making, not one of us moving, not even when the room went dark. Until next time, make sure to hit the follow button on your favorite podcast listening platform. Take a moment to rate and review this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, consider making a monthly donation to support this podcast by clicking the link in my Instagram bio or scrolling down to the notes section of this episode.